0: you considering buying an rv or maybe not with gas prices the way they are but if you are considering buying an rv don't until you listen to our tips about what you consider before buying an rv hello everybody my name's john dornoff i'm your host for the travel fun and adventure podcast this is the place where we talk about traveling whether you're traveling with kids or with pets Maybe, you know, as a couple, you know, couple that kids are gone now, whatever it is, we're going to talk about it. We're going to find ways to save you money. We're going to find, do honest reviews for you. So, you know, the right places to stay and the right airlines to fly. What are the best? What is the best value for the dollar? we want you to get good deals we want you to not pay ridiculous fees and we don't want you to have to get 25 credit cards and spend $6000 each on them so you can you know get a free flight that cost you, you know, substantially more than the flight was worth in the first place so that's our discussion for today but first of course we talk about the news of the week and of course There's always lots of news. Starting off with Flybe, which is a British airline, which actually went out of business in 2020, and just as COVID hit, well, guess what? They're back. However, they're having to cancel flights because they don't have enough planes yet. So they're calling this Flybe 2.0. So they're trying to rebuild the network. I believe that some of the people that were were at Flybe is responsible for this new airline. It'll be interesting to see how well they do in the long term, whether they can escape the mistakes of the predecessor. We shall see. 85 airports in the United States will receive a total of altogether a billion dollars from the U.S. government to invest in improvements. British Airways has now axed. Over 10,000 flights between August and October. However, the good news is British Airways did avoid the strike of their refuelers at Heathrow. And of course, Heathrow is a big base for them. So that would have been really painful if they would have lost the refuelers at Heathrow. However, two other carriers... Ryanair and Jet2 operated over 99% of their scheduled UK flights in June. Everybody else was having issues, including their competitors, say like EasyJet. Up in Canada, Air Canada has halted at least temporarily in carrying dogs in their cargo hold. Heathrow Airport has canceled 61 flights just on Monday. Hawaiian Airlines will drop its fairly new Orlando-Hawaii flight. It started a year ago, but they need to reallocate that plane to other places until they can get their fleet up. It's currently being delayed due to the non-deliveries of the 787 Dreamliners. And Thursday, to Thursday which is actually when I started recording this podcast, was not a good day to go to Gatwick Airport in London. Apparently, they had a water problem. And that water problem caused them to have to shut down off every toilet in the airport. Can you imagine what a mess that was? <sighs> I mean, you just got to feel sorry for them. I mean, they can't seem to have any luck. Lufthansa Airlines, the German-based airline, has canceled another 2,000 flights. They've been canceling the European flights, especially ones where there is an option that a train would be almost as fast, especially from their, um, especially like from Munich and Frankfurt, where they have high speed trains. Six car rental, which is the German based car rental company, talked about them in a review previously. They are opening their first op- Canadian office in Vancouver. It's not actually on the airport. It's actually in downtown Vancouver. They gave me some of the better news. Marriott with AC Hotels, one of their mini brands, will be opening 33 new locations in the United States. They'll also be operating, opening a few others across the world, but really going big in the United States. They're one of the few hotel companies right now that are adding new hotels. And getting to car rentals, More bad news, the sales of new cars to rental car agencies in the first half of 2022 was at its lowest point since the first quarter of 2002 after 9-11. And total sales are down 68% from the first quarter of 2019. So it kind of gives you an idea how few cars are being sent to car rental agencies, and there's a lot of, you know, reasons for this, but it does mean that, as I've said before, that you are going to end up with cars with more miles on them than probably you would have seen before, you're also going to end up with fewer cars out there, in fact, I've um, rented a couple cars from Hertz recently, and it is obvious that they came from a used car dealership. They didn't have a lot of miles on them, but they had tags from used car dealerships. So Hertz is getting them from where they can. And this isn't just a problem that the car rental agencies are not buying cars. The problem is, of course, what has been going on for the last two years is there is a shortage of parts, especially microprocessors, for the cars. I forget how many thousands of trucks are sitting at the at the closed kentucky speedway of ford i don't know you know some of the companies have learned that maybe outsourcing to far far away places is not as good as it sounded i know that sony is starting is working on building chips here in the united states again although it's going to take them a couple years to get that done but they are definitely bringing back because of this supply chain issue and it continues to happen. So hopefully the companies will wake up that there is problems with outsourcing and you may get screwed and definitely everybody's hurting because of this problem. But that's it with the news. So now let's talk about RV. Have you ever thought that it would be fun to get an RV, buy an RV and spend some time taking a vacation in an RV instead of Getting in the car and driving to a hotel, you go to a campground, someplace in nature, much more beautiful. Something as an alternative to the standard vacation. Well, I'm going to give you some tips on what you should consider before you buy an RV. Because an RV is expensive. If you look at the prices of RVs, some of the ones I saw up for sale recently were all more than I paid for my house. And I only bought my house six years ago. I know they've gone up in price, but not quite that much. So they are getting very expensive. And when you think about it, an RV is a big capital purchase. The problem is, like anything on wheels, it is going to go down in value over time. And it's going to cost you to maintain. We'll go over the list right now. Some things you need to think about. First thing you should think about is exactly how many times during the year would you actually use the RV. Now I'm not talking about those who go full-time in an RV which there's issues behind that too but you know a lot of people they'll take their kids and full-time RV. We're kind of not talking this. We're talking about the people who buy an RV and just just do it For vacations, for weekends, that kind of thing. And the cost behind that. Number one, you need to think about is how much you're going to use it. Is this something you're going to use enough to justify the price? Number two, you need to think about your family. How big is your family? Now, if it's just you and your spouse and your dog, you know, an RV is probably big enough size. But say you have four kids, RV starts looking not so pleasant for you know with six of you in an in a RV for an extended period of time. And one of the things some people do not think about when they do buy an RV is that when that RV is moving, the kids need to be buckled up. Now think about how difficult it is to buckle up some kids during any trip. Now, do you think they're gonna be any easier to buckle up in an RV that they think they should be able to run around in? And thinking about how dangerous it is if they do run around. Not only do it distract you, but if something tragic something should happen while you're driving, the RV gets hit by somebody, anything like that, your children could be seriously hurt if they're not buckled in. Number two to think about is the size of an RV. Now, they do have small like camper vans and stuff, but some RVs can get pretty big. Will you be comfortable driving a vehicle that big? Now, fortunately, they're not as top-heavy as, say, driving a Penske moving truck, which I've done several times. Me, personally, I don't mind driving big vehicles. I don't mind driving moving trucks when I have to do that. In fact, sometimes I actually kinda enjoy it, but many people it is not comfortable because it is a big vehicle, it's a lumbering vehicle. Yeah, don't keep up with traffic, but they're still massive vehicles, and you gotta think about the maneuvering around, getting to the campground, trying to maneuver into the campground, driving down some of the streets, narrow streets. Are you going to enjoy doing that? Think about that. Next up, are you going to be towing a vehicle behind? Your RV. Do you want to get someplace and just sit at the campground the whole time? Well, you know, that's fine. But a lot of people want to explore once they get to the campground so they have a tow vehicle. The problem is most of today's vehicles are not so good at being tow vehicles. Mainly you want something smaller. You also have to consider the type of transmission it has. There's a lot, there's entire groups that talks about tow vehicles and all that so i'm not going to get into it but it's something you want to consider do you want to tow it or on the alternative do you want to have a truck and then tow a travel trailer travel trailer has the same problems a lot as an rv because it's still something that the kids can't even be in and while you're driving you have to be in the actual truck at you know while they're driving while you're right driving But also, it is big, and it's not always comfortable towing a vehicle and driving a vehicle towing something. It can be nerve-wracking, especially when you get into conditions like high winds, you know, or bad weather, anything. It is not fun. So you need to consider, is it worth it? And another thing when, you know, doing like a truck and a travel trailer, so what are you going to do with the truck? Are you going to drive it every day? Is it going to be your drive vehicle, or are you going to just use it while you tow the tra- travel trailer? Now that would be pretty wasteful. About as wasteful as having an RV sit, you know, ninety percent of the time. In fact, I do know someone, and he has a truck, and he uses the to tra- you know, take out his travel trailer. They use it probably ten weekends a, a year, and then a couple times on vacations. What the rest of the time it sits, but he does drive the truck almost every day. He does drive a motorcycle when the weather's nice. However, living in the state he does, the weather is only good about six months out of the year to ride the motorcycle, and sometimes not even that. So, most of the time he's driving the truck, and guess what? It uses a lot of gas. And when gas is, well, I just passed the gas station right, you know, just on the way home gas was $4.11 a gallon, so it has gone down, but still very expensive. And he's been complaining a lot about the gas. Well, you're the one that has a tow- that vehicle to tow your trailer, so you are doing. got to understand why you have it. Also, where are you going to store the RV when you're not using it? Do you have a place at your house? Or are you going to have to rent a storage place for the RV? And unlike, you know, the little storage pod you may rent, at the local U-Haul store or, you know, whatever storage place you have, storage places for RVs is very expensive. So that is another expense you got to think about. Are you going to have to pay for the storage while it sits, while you're paying for it and you're sitting and it's, you know, just more money out the window? This is one thing that a lot of people don't consider. Once you buy an RV, what if it becomes a lemon? What if you have a bunch of problems with it? The problem is, in many states, lemon laws do not apply to RVs. So you may end up with a lemon of a vehicle, and there is not much you can do about it. So, you know, just another thing you might want to take and consider. I mean, you can look at a good brand, and even the best brands sometimes have lemons. It's just something you want to consider. Next up is that owning an RV is not easy work. You know, you have maintenance on the vehicle. You're going to have maintenance costs for that vehicle. And trust me when I tell you that maintaining an RV is not going to be as cheap as maintaining your car. It's going to be much more expensive. Plus the fact there's other things you have to do to the RV constantly. They keep in a good repair and just get to the campsite. You finally, you know, you've been driving for 15 hours or 10 hours. You're finally to the campsite. You just want to crash. Get in your recliner chairs and just enjoy it. Oh, wait, you can't because you got to start setting up everything. you got to hook it up to the power. you got to hook it up to the sewage. you got to hook up the water. Now, it doesn't take a lot of time. But, you you know, you start doing that a couple times a week or more frequently, it does become a hassle. And it's something additional that you would not have to do if you just went to a hotel. Another thing you're going to have to look at when buying an RV is that if you're going to have to get a different driver's license. In some states, an RV classifies as a bigger vehicle that you have to have either an endorsement on your license or get a new license with the endorsement on it, drive the RV. I couldn't find the statistics on how many states do it, but there is several states where you cannot drive an RV. You're not supposed to be driving an RV without a special endorsement on your license and going through what you normally go through when you get a driver's license. So what you... Okay, we've gone through a list of things that could happen If you buy an RV or some of the things you need to take into consideration. So what should you do if you're thinking about buying an RV? Well, we already said, number one, you need to sit down and decide exactly how much am I going to use this RV? Am I going to be using the RV enough to justify how much I'm going to have to pay for it? If not, there's alternatives. We're going to talk about that in a moment. So when you think about the cost. You have to think about the initial purchase price of the vehicle. Then you have to estimate how much is it going to cost you to maintain that vehicle. Number three, as we talked about, how much is it going to cost you to store the vehicle if you cannot store it at your house? Next thing you need to consider is how much is it going to cost you for gas in that vehicle. An RV may you may be lucky get six seven. Maybe ten, twelve miles to the gallon, depending on how small it is. So that's probably not the you know twenty to thirty to 50, forty miles on that gallon you're getting in another vehicle. And you also have to think about another expense, and that is campgrounds. Now, sometimes you can camp, you know, you can stay the night in some places like Walmart will allow you to stay in other businesses. However, a lot of people stay at a campground for extended period. How much is it going to cost you? Now, yes, it is going to be less expensive than staying at a hotel. Although I can tell you, some campgrounds can get very pricey, especially some of the nicer campgrounds. And plus, if you're planning to stay at, say, a national park or something, you have to make reservation months in advance if you want to have a chance to get a spot. So those are all costs you're going to need to think about before buying that RV. The question is, when you think about all those costs, especially the money you're going to put into buying it, are you going to be using it enough to justify that initial price of buying it? How many people do you see that buy an RV, keep it for two, three, four years, and realize they're not using it enough to justify to keep that RV, and they eventually end up selling it, and of course, then they... They first try to sell it for, you know, enough money to cover how much they owe on it, which doesn't happen because it's gone down in value. And then they get desperate. Now, one of the things I know a lot of the RV dealers try to advertise, well, it doesn't really cost you that much to buy an RV. It is just so-and-so dollars a month. Do you notice that they're not telling you? how much the total price is of that RV, they're just telling you how much a month. So what's missing in that equation? Of course, they're not telling you how many months, how many years will you be paying for that vehicle? How many years are you going to be paying for a vehicle that you're not getting a whole lot of usage out of? Now, as I said, if you're planning to go full-time, that is a whole different story. If you're going to be using it enough to justify the price to know power to you, that's fantastic. I just know that most people I know who do own RVs do not use them enough to justify their cost. Unless, like, my sister-in-law and her husband, who did buy an RV, but they bought a used RV, they fixed it up, they did not pay that much for it, and they've used it a few, you know, even if they only use it during the summer... Because they paid so little for it and fixed it up themselves, it pays for itself. So there's that consideration. So what's some of the alternatives to renting an RV? Of course, there's the same what you always do is rent a car and stay at a hotel. But another alternative might be to rent an RV. I mean, if it's something you really want to do, rent an RV when you want to take a trip with an RV. In fact, What is highly suggested by everybody is that when you are considering purchasing an RV, is to rent one to see how you really enjoy it. Are you going to enjoy all the things that come around with owning an RV? Renting it out for say they go three days to up to a week or you know multiple weeks. Rent it out for a week, three days is kind of hard to really tell how. Well, you're going to enjoy it, but take a week, one time, just rent the RV. There is many RV places around. I will warn you that some of the big national ones, their reviews online are not that great. And I have known people that have rented from the big national companies and have not, have had issues with it. In one case, my friend's parents bought and. Their um, siblings rented an RV, turned out the RV, had bold tires on it, and one blew out along the, you know just a short time after they rented it. They were even out of town before the tire blew on it. So there's stuff like that. So really, so be sure, just like you would a rental car, be sure to inspect that motorhome to make sure everything looks good. Check the tires. Check the undercarriage. Make sure you don't see anything leaking on it. Also, go inside. Make sure everything they say is supposed to be in there is. That way you can have a good trip and not worry about it. And of course, there's just like Airbnb, Verbal, and those kind of places. There's also Truro, the car rental place where you rent somebody's personal vehicle. There is now RV sharing places where you can rent somebody's RV. You might have better luck there that the RV might be in better condition. On the other hand, if you get somebody who doesn't take care of it that well, you can also have issues. So in other words, buyer beware. Always be careful to make sure that you are getting a good vehicle. And don't go until you make sure that vehicle is good. I know I've given you a lot to consider. Am I saying you shouldn't buy an RV? No, I'm not. I love RVs. But I know for me right now, an RV does not make sense. Because I would not get enough use out of the RV to justify buying it. Now, if my wife and I ever decide to go on the road road full time, an RV might make some sense for us. On the other hand, maybe it won't. We'll have to come with that approach. But what you have to ask yourself is all those questions. Does rent buying an RV justify the price that will, you will pay and the ongoing payments you will have to make until you pay off that RV or sell it? Now, this is a little shorter than our standard episode of 26 minutes. To be honest, I have actually been sick all week. I'm just starting to feel better. So I'm going to cut it off a little early make it a little easier to get this edited for myself but I want to thank you for listening if you like this show please go on to the whatever service you're listening to this podcast on and please give it a great recommendation I would appreciate that and of course you can talk about it. we have our Facebook group where you can talk about anything you want to as long as it's reasonable and appropriate and you know that kind of thing I also post on Instagram, I post on Twitter. If you're looking for good deals, you know, check out our Twitter page because I do try to t- retweet as many deals as I can get. You know, see, I can't get up to all of them because they come out constantly, but I try to give you a good idea. So, thank you for listening. Have fun and adventures. I will talk to you next time. Thank you.